we need better education for people in how, not just how the capitalist uh, free market system works, but just how, how life works. Well, NPR gets to the heart of what's wrong with the capitalist system. I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. This episode of Right Angle is brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com, who not only make it possible for us to do these shows, but also make it possible for lots of people to watch for free. If you're one of those, we'd appreciate you becoming a member. And by the way, I don't think a lot of people realize this. For 30 days after you become a member, if you say... I quit, I'm out of here. You will get a full, rapid, and cheerful refund. Uh, not only because well, we're decent human beings, but because we just don't want your kind around here. No, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. That's not the way it is at all. Uh, so there's some buttons at the website that are obvious what they do. Go ahead and use those at BillWhittle.com. Uh, Bill and Steve, I, I heard a story this morning on National Public Radio News, uh, which I use sometimes uh, while I'm ironing a shirt in the morning. I'll listen to that briefly. And then I read the same story later on. It showed up in my news feed. And I thank Google for paying attention to what I'm doing in my private life so that they can re-expose me to things like this. Um, and, and it's the story of a woman who started trading penny stocks a couple of years ago, and then she got interested in cryptocurrency. And so she started investing in a little cryptocurrency. And what started out as like $500 of play money started getting into like $10,000 investments. Um, and eventually what really got her cranked, uh, Stephen Green, was when Bitcoin got to $60,000 uh, per coin. And, and I want to read this so I don't misquote her. She said, I felt like I just missed the boat. Okay. And Steve, you know that what you should do if you just miss the boat is run off the end of the pier. And that's exactly what she did because <laughs> she just missed the boat. Her next thought was, well, better late than never. And she started buying Bitcoin at about $60,000 per coin, or if you want to think of it as a share, similar to that. Uh, it peaked, I think, around 68000 something and uh, now is around 21000 as as we record this. Um, Steve, NPR does this story with almost a childlike innocence as if what this woman said was totally logical and reasonable, and we can't even understand how it's possible that she lost, out of $30,000 invested, she lost $8,000. Steve, could we have helped this woman or perhaps NPR? You know... Better late than never. That's what you say about a, uh, a toothache <laughs> that you've been putting off going to see the dentist for. And it finally starts to hurt so much that you go to the dentist and he says, uh, wow, I think I can save that tooth. Better late than never. Right. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. This is a case <laughs> of. OK. Cryptocurrency has it has its pluses and negatives. I don't I don't want to get into that. But um, as a product, it is purely speculative. Um, they're not creating a, a they're not manufacturing anything that people can can buy or sell. This isn't a, a, a laptop that's going to have some trade in value. It's it's it, it, it's not a physical thing. Um, and it's not a, a service. Uh, you can't. Uh, crypto is not going to mow your lawn or, or or wash your car. It's it's just a medium of exchange, and it's going to fluctuate in value. But there is no there. 
there's nothing behind it other than other than faith that other people will will trade this stuff for you. So it's it's as an investment, it is purely speculative. If the thing goes bust, there there's not a factory that you can sell off and at least get some pennies back on your dollar. Nothing like that. Uh, your mo- your lawn is not going to stay mowed for the next week or so until you can find somebody else to provide that that service that that the other guy stopped doing. So when I hear that somebody who has been watching this, somebody has actually watched this stuff go from $5,000 to $60,000. It is it is increased. What is that? 12-fold and decides this is my moment. <laughs> After it's all, <laughs> all I can think of is idiot loses money film at 11. Well, and that's the thing, Bill Whittle, that mystified me about the whole story is that NPR wasn't doing this story to basically say in their very polite, uh, you know, reasonable way, um, look at this idiot. <laughs> hey, that wasn't the point of the story. Uh, in fact, Steve, the, the follow-up uh, quote was um, when, it, when she said better late than never, quote, uh, in hindsight, the, uh, the timing was terrible. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) So, um, Bill, the thing I wanted to get at next is what really gave her the confidence. And I'm not naming her because we all make mistakes and I feel like it's enough to be shamed on NPR. You don't have to be shamed on a show that people really respect like this one. Um, And so uh, what what fascinated me was she said she saw TV commercials – with uh, Matt Damon and Tom Brady. And in fact, there's one very famous commercial, I think it ran during the Super Bowl, where Matt Damon is seen as kind of just talking about things in history vaguely. He never says anything really about cryptocurrency, but the, on the screen it says crypto.com or something. And, uh, and Damon finishes the commercial by saying, fortune favors the brave. This is the lesson of history. And, uh, and this poor person who NPR talked to says... That hearing that uh, gives it some sort of approval that it's not just scammers using it. She felt safe, she said, to try it out at that point. Um, and Bill, I, I guess I'm wondering uh, how I would feel if I were Matt Damon or Tom Brady and knew that there were people out there who took my proficiency on the football field or before the camera as investment advice. I can tell you how they both feel. They both feel significantly wealthier uh, as a result of these paid endorsements. Um, when you when you have just to address this issue, then, then onto some others real quick. When you what you when you if you're a Bitcoiner, whoever, if you hire a celebrity, this is exactly what you're doing. You're bringing that person's credibility into. The equation and that credibility has been built up on an emotional basis with movie stars or sports figures because you feel like you have an emotional connection to them. You've been a Patriots fan forever or whatever. And, and so, well, if he says it, you know, it's got to be good enough. It's not. Uh, you eventually get to the point where if you do enough of this as a celebrity, your celebrity gets down to the your, your credibility gets down to the level of Krusty the Clown. I remember my, one of my favorite lines in The Simpsons is Krusty endorses. He says, I heartily endorse this product or service. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and so, you know, there, there you go, right? Um, so, so there's that. Look, I, the, 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 
I remember very clearly where I, where I, the, the moment I picked up the astonishing business acumen I have. I had a huge party at the University of Florida. We all got smashed out of our minds. The next morning, I went to Econ 101, and I remember hearing the professor say, the key to success is to buy high and sell low. And, uh, and that's stayed with me my entire life. Um, the, look, it, it, now, it really were you being facetious there, Bill, where you're saying the key to success is to buy high and sell low? That's what I've always been. That's the impression I've been working with for the last 40 years. That's what the textbook companies recommend. Yeah. I, I might have gotten it mixed up. I was kind of hungover. Um, but, the, but the two things really here are this. Number one, as we pointed out in the backstage show, uh, and this is, this is what savvy investors understand. If you, if you do this, if you buy high and sell low, you've made a big mistake, but you don't make the mistake until you sell. Yeah. That's, that's when you take the loss is when you sell. If you, if you had, if you'd bought the stock at 60 and sold it at five, then you lose a lot of money. But if you don't sell it at five, the value of what you're holding at that moment is five, but that could go back up again. And if it did, you not only could mitigate your loss, you might actually make a profit if you don't panic. Connected to this, and this is a profound truth that it never occurred to me. Some of these things are so obvious, it just never occurs to you. If, if this was at 60 and she sold it at five, somebody bought it at five. Yeah. Whenever you make a sale, there's a buyer. Somebody thought that buying shares at $5,000 was a smart thing to do. This is called the greater fool theory. And, and, and this woman ought to look it up and probably find her picture there in, in, in Wikipedia. <laughs> you, you, you have – economics and investing is like horse racing. There's, horse racing is predicated on a difference of opinion, right? If, if we all had the same opinion, there would be no horse racing. I think this horse is faster than that one. You don't? Okay, let's put some money on it. So just to close, one of the things that's been clear to me in my life uh, – is that is that risk and reward are, are are really actually almost metaphysically correlated? It's almost it's almost hard to realize just how how direct that correlation is. If you if you make a risky investment, it's almost certainly because you expected a big reward. She put money into yeah. this because she heard it was at five thousand. Now it's at sixty. So if I put it in at sixty and it goes to one hundred and fifty, think of all the money I'll make. Okay, you wanted a big reward, you took a big risk didn't work out for you. That's what investing is. That's that's how it works. If you if you weren't in the mood for such a big reward, you might have put it in a savings account at a bank and gotten, you know, a percent or two over the course of the next year. You wouldn't be out your money, but you wouldn't have the you wouldn't have the big reward you were chasing. So hopefully it's a lesson for her to, to understand that this is why free markets work. They go up and they go down based on perceived value. And um, and for NPR to tut tut this is basically for them to say this horrible, horrible capitalist system. Uh, and my only reply to that would be nobody put a gun to this person's head. And if it had gone to 120 and she'd sold. You wouldn't be hearing about the, the sad, sad tale of somebody getting rich off of the free market on NPR. She'd at oh, that can point I, be a fat cat who should thing? be paying higher taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. Can I throw one last thing? This occurred to me when you were setting up your question for Bill. If your money is any good, you don't need celebrities to endorse it because it's money. (laughs) 
Well, uh, yeah. And and as Steve pointed out previously, um, this episode really isn't about uh, cryptocurrency or Bitcoin or anything like that, mm-hmm. or the, the merits thereof. Um, and in fact, in addition to its potential value as an investment, because it goes up and down, and that's why it's got potential value as an investment, um, you know, the, the underlying blockchain technology that will uh, – provide benefits for the internet in general for security and uh, authentication and things like that. Uh, Property transfer going forward in the future, that technology is is really cool and deserves to be continued to uh, develop further. Um, And cryptocurrency, one might recall, is not just like a stock in a company, it's a currency. The idea is that it's a means of exchange. And so if you're just buying it and selling it like a penny stock, I think you're treating it differently than the purpose for which it was created, which is as a means of value exchange that you would use to to buy things, you know. Um, In any case, this woman, um, she said, uh, this is every word out of her mouth in this story made me realize that we need better education for people in how, not just how the capitalist uh, free market system works, but just how how life works, <laughs> how the fundamentals of existence work. Uh, she said she uh, had invested some $30,000 and she sold it all in May and she lost, she took a, an $8,000 bath uh, doing that. She lost $8,000. But here's the benefit for her. Day by day now, she doesn't have to wonder or worry about whether she's losing $500 or $1,000 today. Because now that burden is off her shoulders. And as Bill said, it was purchased by somebody who believes that it's going up. And so they they feel like they made a great investment. Anytime you hear the CNBC reporter or business reporter say big sell off on Wall Street today, you should hear big buy up on Wall Street today because <laughs> yep. it always happens at the same time. Uh, finally, I just want to point out the, uh, the the final irony of this. This woman who said that she began she she invested in uh, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies because of the crazy exuberance. She literally uses the phrase crazy exuberance, like like taking the old Federal Reserve chairman's irrational exuberance phrase and making it a positive thing and saying, yeah, it was this that, that swayed me to start investing. Um, this woman, uh, you'll love what she does for a living. She's a manager in an insurance company. In other words, she's involved in a business that makes its money by being able to rightly evaluate risk. And she let her picture and name be used in this story. I'm assuming that right before the story came out, she took the buyout package and is no longer employed there because (laughs) if not, she may be getting a package very soon. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible. 